the economy is getting back underway. And with it, the world of pro sports. Stay ahead of the curve with unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering developments across finance, economics, technology, and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com. If you aren't already a subscriber to The Athletic, for a limited time, you can receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com slash subscribe to sign up today. On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to talk about the Rackets' first-round matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prism. Hakeem was the dream, the MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row, that's a rhythm. Triple double rust, man, I need you to acknowledge. He don't do this for the optics, man, he do this for the Rockets. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me as always is my man on the ground, except he's not in Orlando, Kelly Eco, Athletic Beat Writer. Kelly, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Playoff basketball. Let's get it. I'm so excited. That's why I was stumbling over the intro. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're here. We made it. Oh, my God. Who would have thought? In March, that this would be possible. Not I. I mean, um, unbelievable. Four four months later, we're we're heading to the first round of the playoffs in the month of August. It's incredible, man. Like it's just, it's really a testament, you know, to see that the league was able to kind of put this together safely. I think that was the biggest thing with everyone, uh, the ethics surrounding it, and I think what's it, three or four rounds of testing now, zero positive tests. Um, it, it's worked. It's held up. And so it's, far, it's knock able, on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. It's, yeah. been able, it's been able to give us, you know, some sort of excitement again. So it's good to see. It's It's been great. And now we got our first, you know, we're going to get the playoffs. We're recording Monday. It's the uh, first game is going to be on Tuesday. Kelly, let's just start off the bat. You know, we, we know Westbrook's probably going to miss at least two games, maybe more. Yeah. You know, what's your overall just general feel for this series i'm excited to see the i guess the clashing of styles if you look at them from a seasonal outlook you'll you'll see you know a great offensive team and a decent defensive team in houston against a great defensive team and a a decent offensive team in oklahoma city one of them pushes the pace which is the rockets one of them you know slow methodical which is the thunder two teams different styles but same record it's amazing to see kind of how basketball fate would have it. You know, coming from July, the trade, everyone thought that the Thunder, you know, were going to be headed for a rebuild immediately. And you have to give credit to, to, to Billy Donovan and the staff for putting together a competitive, you know, hungry team. I think without Westbrook, it obviously makes things harder for Houston because now the Thunder can just key up on Harden and force everyone else to beat them. And that's a pretty good strategy. <laughs> I do think that the Rockets, they should have enough to get by. I think it might take them seven games, honestly. I just don't see the, the Thunder having enough to outscore Houston, you know, four games out of seven. You know, anything it, can happen. So, as as far it, as we know, today could be, you know, a 30-point blowout. And that's one of the wackiness of, of playoff basketball. You, like, you can do all the analyst, analysis you want, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be a certain factors that you don't, you don't account for and that just – can sway a series on its head, so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, so let's kind of dissect it here a little bit deeper now. 
I've been saying it for a long time. I'm sure you're tired of it. I'm sure the listeners have been tired of hearing it from me. Small ball was predicated on Russell Westbrook. Like he's the one that makes that work, right? Like it was made to, to unleash Westbrook. And now that he's not there, it really does worry me in terms of them offensively. You know, you have Eric Gordon still coming back from the injury. You, you have a lot, I have a lot of questions there. You know, like the, the thing that made this small ball lineup so offensively explosive was that whenever you doubled Harden, that meant Russ had a free free run at the rim and was able to create for everybody else and drive and kick and all of that stuff. So right. it, it becomes a challenge now when you have that that missing and you know this isn't a shot at Eric this isn't a shot at Austin those are the guys that are going to try to replace that but you can't replace Russ in that sense right like there's just a, a no I heard that today like like you just can't it's no slide at Eric Gordon or Austin but I just don't think that they're going to be able to I guess fill in that gap efficiently enough that Russ had um, because he does so much for that team and while Gordon and Rivers are capable of you know, doing things on a smaller scale, I don't think that we'll get a, we'll be able to see that you know on display in this series. So I do agree with you that it's going to be incredibly hard for Houston to get going at times because if you think about it, the Thunder decide to just key up Harden. Are you going to rely on your ball movement and your outside shooting, which hasn't been that great in either factor in the bubble? I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's going to come down to a lot of Harden hero ball. Uh, and I just wonder how how much load he's able to withstand. You know, this this time around, I think his usage without Russ is almost at forty, which is incredible for a game. Right. And when you put that over a series, and when you and once you put that over games every other day, that's a lot. And and that's the thing that's kind of stressful. You know, like you're putting you're going to be putting a lot of stress on on James because there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to to rest him in game you know like yeah. the the there's, there's just that pressure is on him now you know in this scenario at least until Russ comes back and even when he does come back it's not like he's gonna come back 100 percent. you know there's still you know he's got to get his wind back all of those things so it's it's gonna take a little bit and I think that's the most troubling thing for me in the series what besides that though what do you think is gonna happen with how they're gonna counteract Steven Adams because you know they've been getting killed on yeah, the boards so, so like that's a good point because I, I talked to Eric about this yesterday I think what gave me the most worry was you mean you mean Eric Horn of the athletic covers yeah. Oklahoma City yes, uh, Thunder uh, <laughs> so just just you know he just he just threw out Eric casually <laughs> was yeah, so, it Eric Gordon I didn't know I wasn't sure <laughs> so um I think when I was watching the Philly game I you know I saw what a dominant big can do to smaller, which is absolutely crush it with with relative ease um, at times. Now, Embiid didn't have the greatest game, but he he certainly showed what he can do against a much smaller opponent. Now, Steven Adams isn't that kind of big man where he's not going to – he doesn't have, I guess, the offensive chops as, say, a Joel Embiid, but he is a very smart player. Um, he picks his spots – efficiently and he puts them at the right time right place i think he has the ability to punish them on the glass although the thunder are not a great you know rebounding team nor do they uh punish teams in in the second chance category which is where houston struggles but i do think against a team like the rockets that play you know so small there are going to be chances for steven adams to dominate and impose his will 
And I, I just wonder if he does if he does that enough. I wonder how long, you know, Mike is willing to hold off. You know, bringing in a Tyson Chandler, bringing in some size uh, to count. I mean, they that. just don't. I mean, you did Tyson Chandler even play during the? Uh, no, he hasn't played in a long. Time. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's an. I I don't think that's in the cards for the Rockets. They punted on the big man a long time ago, and then when they. Uh, released uh isaiah hartstein for you know to uh bring in luke Mbamute and then all of that stuff that was luke was for tabo sorry um who'd they sign after they released david hartstein Nwaba. david nawabo you know when they released him it was yeah. one so of those I don't think things they're playing where the big man I, I, yeah I, I don't think they're playing the big man um yes that's going to be the 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 thing so it's you know that they might even just try to go smaller and, and faster and things like that right but the other thing that's kind of so this is the the idea, right? They're playing the math game. We're gonna let you out rebound us, but we're gonna force way more turnovers and we're gonna shoot a bunch of threes. Okay, and that's the problem right there because normally, you know, the Rockets play this aggressive style. They 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 cause havoc. They force turnovers. The Thunder are one of the best teams in the NBA taking care of the basketball. I think they're sixth in turnover percentage, and obviously a lot of that comes from Chris Paul and how he runs an offense. But I just wonder, a lot of their aggressiveness on on defense comes from Russ, like just him playing aggressive. Uh, it, it, it's it's an issue. Like, yeah. you know, like they're going to have to force, you know, 18, 19 turnovers, turnovers a, game. a game. Like you're relying on some crazy variance in that in that in the market for to give yourself an edge somewhere, you know, apart from, you know, the threes and everything. It's asking a lot. That's that's a that's a big issue. And and. You know, it's it's something when I when I think about it, I'm just like, man, that's that's worrisome. And then when you look at it, just in the bubble alone, you know, the the Thunder are shooting a better three point percentage than the Rockets. You know, the Thunder are shooting almost thirty six percent, and the Rockets are shooting almost thirty three percent. Yeah, thirty three percent. You know, it, it's 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 one of those things. And the, and the the stuff that's really worrisome, and this is something they got to figure out. You know, because PJ Tucker shooting below thirty percent. Robert Covington shooting below 30%. House has been great. Ben McLemore shooting it well, you know, and, and, and they've been awesome. But at a certain time, you know, they're going to probably regress, you know, because it's just such an unbelievable streak they're on. You know, you, you got to hope those other guys lift up because then it becomes easier to clog the paint. If I'm the, the Thunder, I'm looking at it going like, you know what? I'm just going to roll the dice and live with, Tuck shooting those threes, and we're going to clog the paint every time in the the lane. <clears throat> we're just going to have Adams constantly rotating over, and just going to bet he doesn't make enough to beat us four out of seven times. Like that's a real, real possibility there. And, I, and you know, just the way he's been shooting it, kind of all year, it's something that I'd be concerned about. Yeah, man, I, I put this in my piece. Like it's, it's shooters shoot. You know, the Rockets live and die by that that rule. You know, they haven't shot well in the bubble at all. Like as a team collectively, Tucker and Covington, especially. I just think that the Thunder, and if you look at the Thunder, they only Thunder only allow thirty three threes a game, and the Rockets shoot have shot I think it was fifty six in the bubble. Yeah, let me let me pull up the number. I had it just in front of me. Fifty three point six. Fifty three point six, which is a ton, by the way. It's <laughs> That's an absurd number. Like, um, but apart from that, Coach talked about the the task of guarding Chris Paul. Now during the regular season. Daniel House got that, the bulk of that responsibility. I think he guarded him for almost eight minutes total over three games, which is a lot of possessions. He did okay. I want to say he did the greatest job, but he, Chris Paul is such a crafty player. 
Um, he's able to pick to get to his spots and use his size and speed and quick handle to you know pretty much get any shot off that he wants. Now, D'Antoni said that Gordon is going to get that responsibility, um, but ultimately it will be shared with everyone else because the Rockets do switch everything. I just and that's wonder, the big thing. Yeah, you know, the, how the how the how the Thunder handle the Rockets switching defensively is going to be a a big thing because you know CP is getting up there in age. It's getting a little harder in terms of switches. I think they're going to try to find ways to whoever James is guarding is going to be setting the screen for CP and try to get James guarding in space. You know, because listen, you're not going to post up James Harden. Like just first off, they don't have a ton of great post up options. It's not like Stephen Adams is that great of a post up big man you know it's their best post option is is probably cp but he's not going to post up james so you just want to try to get james out in space so that's something i think we'll we'll see some of from the thunder another thing um that i looked at over the weekend um that has been good for houston has been the hard and green pick and roll efficiency now i i have to ask seth to find these numbers and the ones he brought back to me were astonishing. He told me that per second spectrum tracking, uh, Harden Green pick and rolls generate 1.46 points per chance on 34 direct play ending results and 1.56 points per chance on everything else. I do think that that combination is going to be key for Houston because not only does it get Green going, it's a it's like a domino effect. If you can effectively you know use that pick and roll green can do you know get other guys open can finish for himself it helps if you see traps he can be a release valve uh, it kind of makes things easier for harden because you know at some point he will see those doubles the, the thunder are not going to play him with single coverage all game there's no way especially if he's if he's going early in the first quarter like we saw against the blazers um they just won't have it so i do think that Green is going to have to step up. Well, he has stepped up so far pretty well, but they're going to have to rely on him some more um, in this series. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be big on him, especially with the Adam size thing. Like, he's going to have to have a pretty big series because he's also got to be able to pull Adams out of the paint. Like, to start the game, Adams is probably going to be guarding Jeff Green, you know, unless they want to do some cross matches and things like that. So, it's it's going to be tough man like it's i would feel much more comfortable about this series if russ was healthy if eric gordon was rolling and things like that like that's that's kind of the thing that's worrisome and across the board for me about this team it's they i'm just we've said it the whole time is they really couldn't sustain injuries and now they have a big one to start the playoffs and we're not really sure when he's coming back, have you heard anything about Russ's injury in terms of a, a timeline? I know they said early in the the, the, so, you know, the first couple so, of games. Um, I think we saw some video of him shooting and practice yesterday. There is some cautious optimism optimism about the weekend, but you know who knows really? These these things are so tricky, and you don't want to rush people back. Because then you run the risk of, you know, further injury and stuff like that. And now you're dealing with the, a real problem. So I do think it'll also depend on how this series is going. Right. You know, if if Houston is, say, up 2-1 in this series by, what, 
the weekend. I don't think they'll try and rush him back. Whereas if they're down 3-0, <laughs> you know, I think they'll just say screw it and throw everything against the wall. Um, but he has done some standstill shooting in practice. Uh, the key is to not put too much weight on, on the, the quad itself and just get his rhythm back, you know, because he hasn't played in what now a week and a half. Something I like think that. so. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about that. Um, and even when he did come back, he didn't look at the level that we saw before the hiatus anyway. So, uh, I think the the most important thing is getting his legs ready and just getting him warm, I guess. But yeah, cautious optimism for the weekend is is, is what is what they're saying. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's gonna a lot of importance is gonna come down to game one. You know, I think a lot of I, the pressure is gonna go up immensely on the Rockets if they lose game one. You know, I think that's they're the ones everybody's kind of expecting to win the series. I would say everybody's expecting this to be a tough series, but ultimately, I feel like Oklahoma City's kind of playing with house's money. You know, the, no, nobody expected them to even be this be even a five seed, let alone in the playoffs, you know, at the start of the season, the way you were talking about it, you know, this is, uh, they're just kind of rolling with it. Whereas the Rockets, people are expecting to try to do some big things. We know, you know, coach D'Antoni's up at the end of this year. We don't know if he's coming back. Like there's a lot of things that can change amongst this team. So it matters a ton. And I think if they lose game one, the pressure really picks up. One thing we didn't really talk about but it's an interesting sub uh, storyline in this scenario. You know, you do have Chris Paul going up against his former team. I would say the same thing about Russ, but Russ isn't playing. So, <laughs> you know, what? And, what and, and, it, yeah, it's a great point you brought up. Sorry to cut you off, but just yeah, how Paul, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> just just because um, Paul understands that scheme, you know, better than probably anyone. I'm pretty sure he'll be sitting those guys through those film sessions, showing them exactly. You know the, the the nuances and the tips and tricks to to get the best out of it. I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Just seeing how the chess battle plays out, you know, because without Russ, who is you, you could probably put Russ as the the king or queen of the chess the chess board, whatever. Um, you don't have to adapt on the fly. Um, I want to see how Chris Paul sort of bends defenses and you know attacks those switches that he knows are coming. So it's 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 going to be great to see. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a a fun one in that sense. I think there's I think we're going to get some chippiness in this uh, playoff series. And yeah, again, I, think I asked you the over under on text and, uh, and and little skirmishes. Uh, I think I said seven. I felt like you you said uh, uh I still think it's going to be lower because nobody fights in the NBA. Well, I don't mean like I think fight. I just mean like you know. A little charge I, moment. I, I really just want to see what happens when both teams arrive at the hotel after game one. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, they're not only staying in the same hotel, they're staying in like the same wing of the hotel. So oh you know they're just going to be bumping into each other left and right. So oh, come on, excuse me. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know we're like well, what was up with that hard foul you know whatever <laughs> it's just gonna be some fun you know that's the stuff we're probably not gonna get to see uh maybe we'll get to hear about from shams or something but it's just <laughs> there's gonna be some animosity i think amongst each other the other thing and this is one more fact i kind of want to hit on i think that an important key that we didn't touch on too is you know 
the Rockets get to the free throw line a ton, but the Thunder don't foul a lot. And I think that's going to matter a lot in this game as well because James is going to need to get to the line to just almost get rest, you know, and, and, and get, you know, a, a easy shots at the free throw line and able to kind of relax a little bit. You can steal, a, you know, 30 seconds here and there, you know, in between free throws and things like that. So I think that's really something that else something else that really matters. I've been very careful in terms of trying to figure out like how I would make a prediction, Kelly. Right. And I think it's going seven. I just don't know who's winning the seventh okay, game. Okay, before before you do that, I want to ask you, who do you think is going to step up for Houston? Like, who's going to be that guy that has, you know, a great, you know, four for seven from three or someone that just comes big in the – oh, before I forget. <laughs> My bad. I just had a thought. Another aspect of this series that we don't talk about is the clutch. You know, the Thunder have been the number yep. one team in the clutch offensively. And the Rockets this season have been, I think they're up to fifth in defensive rating in the clutch. Austin Rivers said, you know, it doesn't matter about those ratings right now because it's going to be whoever can get stops and whoever can make shots. I mean, that was kind of the question I asked, but um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's it's, it's really just going to come down to, you know, can the Thunder generate enough offense out of that three-guard monster and can the Rockets' aggressive defense, you know, Getting enough stuff, but something has to give. But I just don't know what. I I agree with you on the seven games. I'm gonna go ahead and lean Rockets because I just think that eventually they'll figure it out, or eventually Russ will come back, maybe by game five. But that's just me. Yeah, I'm going to say Rockets because I want to continue to podcast with you during the, <laughs> the playoffs and continue to have that run. But to answer your question as to who I think for the Rockets might kind of have a, especially in like game one or something, might kind of step out there and, and do some things, I think it's Daniel House. He's played great throughout the whole bubble. I think he's he's going to be an important figure for them. He's got to hit shots. He's got to be able to defend and things like that. I think this is going to be a real interesting series for him this is going to be a this is almost going to be a growing up series for him like if he can really do enough on the court like this will this will really help the Rockets across the board and one other name I want to mention for the Thunder that he's going to play a significant role in this series is and I can't say his first name but Dort Dort, you know he's the one that's going to be guarding Harden the most and and for those that don't really know I mean like he's a thick dude like he's you know like the thing about James that probably doesn't get talked about enough is how strong he is yeah Dort is no chump <laughs> yeah this is this isn't a but I don't think this is a guy that James can sort of out muscle you know like this is one of those things where like now nah, this dude's gonna match him for for strength and I think that's gonna make for an interesting thing and I think for the Thunder I think they're just going to mix up their defenses in terms of how they attack James. You know, uh, I think at times they'll pick him up full court. I think at times they'll, you know, like who who else is going to be ball handler stuff. I think the key for the Rockets, one more thing I think that's really important, and I'm sorry, guys, it's kind of scattered. There's just so much to cover, there. guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing is I think the key is to try to get James off the ball a little bit, you know, and, and they were trying to do – we would see it yeah, every they now tried and then in the bubble. Time. Yeah, my biggest fear with the injury with Russ was like, okay, they're just going to go straight to just isolation, you know, James, and let's go. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 good. It's it's one of the best in the leagues. He's one of the best at it. But I don't think it's something 
I would want to do all all series just because I'd be afraid of wearing James down. You know, I think there might be opportunities to kind of get him off the ball and things like that. Maybe have Austin bring the ball up and then run a pistol action with you know or, or have him come off a pin down somewhere just trying to get try to get him a little bit get him the ball in different places so i think that's something that's going to matter for the rockets and i think going to play a a big role so i'm going to go rockets in seven you're going rockets in seven closing thoughts here before we we bounce any any last thought you want to hit on um, about this series before game one i want to see i want to see if the rockets led by Harden, play to the Thunder style, play like the pace. One of D'Antoni's biggest worries without Russ is playing slower. And with Russ off the floor, I think the Rockets' pace is about 100.4, which is pretty slow. I want to see if if Harden can pick up that speed a bit. It's going to be key because if you're playing slow against a team that's going to play aggressive and going to trap you, that's a recipe for disaster already. I agree with you with the point of him having to play off ball a bit, act as a screener, you know, just allow other guys to get some touches and get himself free. Because that, that's the biggest thing. Like, all these things that they put in the offense aren't just to get other guys. It's to keep him fresh. Like, because you don't want him coming up every play, pounding the ball, getting trapped, getting the ball up, getting smacked in the paint, you know, heading to the line. It's going to wear on him. You know, right. if you have a game on Tuesday, then you get up play on third. Like, there's no recovery time. I, I do think I want to see what D'Antoni pulls out of his bag to kind of keep him fresh. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I want to see the the mental aspect of the team. You know, without rust, can they band together and and withstand the Thunder's uh, onslaught? It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I'm excited for it. I think we're going to see some real special – basketball out of it I, I, I don't have much else to say it's like you said at the beginning this is really a clash of of two styles yep. we're gonna see small ball rockets and versus uh one of the teams that's uh, got a big man that can that can hurt them and, and and really affect them on the glass so we'll find out folks uh game one is on tuesday we will be back later in the week to probably break that down make sure to read kelly's breakdown of the of the series he did a great piece with eric horn and uh i think that's it so oh before i forget shout out to our producer mike smeltz had a baby he's on paternity leave but congratulations to him and the smeltz family we got a another one in the world there kelly hey more smeltz (laughs) can't be be mad at that (laughs) all right so for kelly eco for mike smeltz and his new baby For Andrew Schleck, our producer filling in, and me, Mo DeKeel, we out!